welcome back to another episode of Balls, said the queen. If I had to, I'd be king. So today I have I have the privilege of having my two nephews on discussing social media, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've had a multitude of different kind of social media platforms from the beginning. What are some of the early ones that you know about? Snapchat and... Earlier ones were like Vine and uh, then you had the AOL chat rooms when that first came out. Okay. And then you had Snapchat and Instagram. Well, Instagram is still around and so is Facebook and Twitter, which is now called what, X? Yeah. And then you had and... MySpace. MySpace was big. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That started off as, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was another platform, Yearbook. It was called Yearbook and then MySpace. Do you are you in favor of it or are you against it? So according to Rawhide Youth Services, three out of ten teenagers have been stalked on Facebook. And as of right now, they say Facebook is still the most used from age twelve to twenty-four. And then they all think every all the all the youngsters think that they're in control of their uh, social media, but are they really? Uh, it depends. They're in control as far as posting and who follows them and what they like. But do you really think they're in control of who follows them? In a way. I have Instagram and my Facebook sets a private. And you, the only way you're going to find me is if I give you my information or I send you a request. Okay. But you know that a lot of these kids, what they do, a lot of people who are on social media, they're all into, I have this many followers. You know, that's right. like the whole big deal. Of course. Well, that's the following. That's so you can get your followers up and say you're popular on the internet. So Tristan, do you believe that uh, a lot of the young kids understand the privacy protection? I think they might know about it, but I don't know if they fully understand like they grasp like how much they're putting out there. I think just recently they started putting in glasses what a digital footprint is because a lot of kids didn't really understand that before. They're like everything you post can get traced back to you. So I feel like they do understand that there's a sense of privacy, privacy, but they don't really know how to manage what you should and shouldn't put on. Well, so, it's, not, it's not only traced back to you, though. It's more of a, it's stored in a database. It's stored. Anything you post online, anything you've searched, even if you delete it off your Facebook, it's still stored in a database and it says it in the privacy policy that they can use it if they want to. I can read the privacy policy. They just hit accept. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So 70% of them believe that they understand the privacy protection policies. And even though 70% believe that they understand it, only 40% actually do the privacy policies. And I think it has a lot to do with they focus on hiding things from their family, you know, authority figures, teachers, employers, yeah. their parents, rather than focusing on identity theft and legal issues, predators, because that's where predators go looking. Yeah, because you can change your age on anything and you can post a picture like you're somebody and it really doesn't matter. No yep. one's going to go with you until you show up face to face. That's how people get catfished. Oh, yeah. And that happens a lot. So but the, what... pri the privacy policy that gets put into place, like you have all these uh, things on Instagram and these uh, posts on Facebook. I do not allow Facebook to publish my stuff. It doesn't matter. You've already clicked OK. You've already said yes. So you can write whatever you want. Once you clicked OK, that goes into database. You said OK. And now that's it. You you have no control over what they use, what they take and what they monitor. It's like the Apple store. You know, everything people have their livelihoods on Apple. And nobody ever reads it, but what they don't understand, I read it, and whatever you post on there, 
property of Apple. So yep. all your pictures are their property to use whichever way they want to. Just that's what the cloud is. I would imagine it's the same thing with um with these social media networks, right? Yeah. And if you search, if you just Google your name or a screen name, pictures will come up. Anything you've posted in the past years, I've checked it myself and it's happened. I've had pictures that I've deleted off of Facebook and I've Googled my name and I have these pictures nowhere online and I found it. So what's your take on it? Because you guys are on it all the time. Why do you like it or why don't you like it what do you think the bad part of it is and what do you think the good part of it is because you guys are on it all the time i think i'm i'm more on it for the the funny tiktoks and instagram and cars and sometimes they have good hacks but it's about it i'm not on it to gain followers or to try to talk to you know the people i do follow most of the people i do follow i know in person and it's good for communicating with i'm in a car club so it's good at communicating with the car club community when there's an event or what's going on and you, yeah, I feel like it's the same way. I'm not really on there trying to get a lot of followers. I mostly just look at it to like see what other people are posting. But I know a lot of people who are addicted to like getting followers and I could see how that could be negative because it's kind of like um, it's a false sense of achievement. Like you're not actually doing anything. You don't know these people, but they kind of become obsessed with it. You know, that's a good point because some people go on there and they want to get followers and they're not really followers. I mean, they follow these influencers and some of the things that these so-called influencers are doing, they think that, oh, if they can do it, they can make money also. Or let's just take some of these young girls who have these body image issues. They look at all these pretty young girls. What they don't realize, some of these people, is that a lot of these stories that you see on, on Facebook and all these other things, they're fake. They allow you to have this fake life and hope that everybody believes it. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I've posted a while ago on my Facebook. I actually got a lot of hits on it. It said, may your life be as great as it is on Facebook. And it's true because everybody posts the happy times on Facebook, but nobody posts what they're going through or their downs when they are down. They just want to post the happy to make it seem like they're living this fantastic life, going on vacations. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, you're, you're, you're living, you're not living within your means. You're just posting. How about some of those people? Do you think some people go to the beach, a and they say, hey, I'm in the Caribbean. Of course. And they're fucking orchard, you know? <laughs> of course. It, it's all about your, your perception. I could go, I can go on the roof of a building right now and say, you know, I'm living my best life in the summertime. I'm in the city. I'm nowhere in the Caribbean. Be your best life, even if you're in the city. But you I know? can lie and say I'm in the Caribbean just because I got a true. nice sunset picture. That's funny. And now with all these filters and everything, you don't know who's who. That's true. That's true. That's part of the catfishing. You know, they got all these filters and they look good. And then you meet them in person and it's like, who are you? The other dangerous points of it is that you have all these challenges that come out. And some of these challenges are really dangerous. I mean, some of them are funny. Yeah. Some of them are easy. Some of them are good. Some of them for entertainment. But some of them can be very dangerous. Oh, yeah. They had the, uh, the crate challenge that I saw. Now, don't get me wrong. It was funny watching these people do it. Because you know what was going to happen. But mm -hmm. why would you put yourself in that situation to break a bone or get hurt just but for a challenge? But they do it. What about the train riding thing? I forget what you call it. Oh, so, uh, subway surfing. Right, subway surfing. A couple of kids were killed. And it was all because of a challenge. Yeah, and I've worked in the train, so I know the clearance. Sometimes it's only inches between the train and the ceiling. So you don't mm -hmm. know. Yep. Tristan, jump in, yeah. guy. 
No, nah, I'm just waiting for you guys to finish on. The challenges, they definitely go viral, but I also think it's kind of blown out of proportion with how many people are doing it. Because, you know, you go online, it looks like, oh, like everyone's doing it. And it's like maybe a handful of people doing it. But when they do it, they tend to go viral. So, you know, you kind of got to keep it in check sometimes. But it depends what you call a handful, because if you got a million people online and you got half a million doing it, it may look small, but that's still a lot. Yeah, I think compared to the amount of people who see it to the people who do it, it's low. it also depends on the challenge. Because some are like reasonably... Where it's not that bad, you know, like it's, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but some are not that bad. But then there's other ones that's just like, why would you even try that? Like the Tide Pod thing, that was the thing a while ago. We had to eat the Tide Pod. Yeah, I don't see that's an example of one I couldn't see more than like a handful of people actually doing it, even though I know it seemed like it was going viral. The problem with that is that these young kids don't really know how dangerous that is because they're there. They see the challenge and they're ha ha haing and that Tide Pod probably wasn't even really a Tide Pod. Yeah. It just was made to look can, like a You can fake pod. it. There's sure. so many things to fake the way you do things now. And then you have the appeal to the authority because you get some of these actors who come on and then everybody wants to let me eat great and look good. And, you know, and, and that just adds to the the fake image of perfect woman, you know, because there is no perfect woman. I mean, they're all beautiful, fat, skinny, ugly, beautiful, whatever. But all preference. They could be exactly. It could be easily influenced because everybody wants that. And the thing is, they don't realize that these, uh, not just the influencers, but these famous people have millions of dollars for trainers and chefs. You're not getting that in everyday home. You're meal prepping yourself, forcing yourself to go to the gym. It's not as easy. And, and you have a regular job to maintain. Right. So on the positive side, though, it is pretty, some of them are pretty funny and pretty entertaining. And some people have learned how to cook. Some people oh, have... Yeah. The recipes be- are good. They have become entrepreneurs and they've gone on to be successful uh, business people. Yeah, anyway, I think it, gi- it gives people a voice to learn. Like you can learn from them, but it doesn't mean because it's there that they made it that way. It means you're going to make it that way. But it gives you an outlet and an option. I think it's up to the people how most of it works because social media at the end of the day is exactly what it is, social media. It's just a way to connect people. You can positively connect with people, but you also get the negatives. So it's kind of like it's up to you to navigate what's good, what's bad. Like I was watching something on Netflix not so long ago and some like the infomercial scams that would be like pay us money and we'll teach you how to make money. Back in the day, that was harder because the entry fee to get like a spot on television was a lot more difficult. But now with social media, all you have to do is make an account, maybe send it to a couple of people. So it's a lot easier to get the negatives than it was before. Now these days, they're going to social media to look at the news. Yeah. Well, that that's good and bad. You just, you have to know who to follow. There's a lot of pages or not even just pages, just the people that make the accounts. Some of them are right in their research and some of them just say what they think it is. So you got to know who to follow and what information is correct as well as do your own research. Right. So my show is basically, you know, it's about making you think. Okay. We've been talking a lot about knowing who you are. And I felt that the social media would be a good conversation to talk about because it takes people away from it how do you see it as both of you see it as moving you away from who you are and or helping you find yourself without expectations me personally i think social media does not help me find myself or define who i am because i guess strong-minded i don't let outside influences you either like me or you don't it doesn't really matter to me that's why I'm not worried about how many followers I got. Because I think as of now I, on Instagram, I maybe have 300 followers, 300 and something followers. And I'm not worried about that. Whereas if you're somebody that wants to be popular and you want to do it, you're going to do things to get people's attention. 
So you got the women who mostly go on there half naked and they're going to get these guys and of all ages, you're going to have these 18 year old girls on there half naked and you're going to get guys from probably teenagers, young teenagers, all the way into these older men that are in their 50s liking their pictures. And that's validating them. I think doing that on social media is more of a validation for yourself than it is for anything else. So do you feel that it's not a good platform if you're having trouble recognizing who you are and trying to find yourself? Yeah, because it can throw you off because you're going to get people that are going to request things from you or you're going to look and see, oh, well, this person has this. So maybe I should be doing this. And it's going to throw you off from your end goal. So if you want to, let's say you want to go to the gym and you want to do this, you can get negative and positive feedback from that. You can get negative feedback because you're going to post a picture of you at the gym and you might not get as many likes as somebody that goes to the gym every day for six years and they've been doing it. You can't compare yourself to other people on whether they're influencer or not. You can't compare yourself to other users. You have to know yourself before you start doing all that. Otherwise, you're going to go down the rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you're doing things you never thought you would. Kristen, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I agree. It's kind of mental fortitude. You got to understand what you're looking at. And you can't compare yourself to somebody who's obviously been working harder and for longer. So you kind of got to understand where you are as a person before you go on there and try to compare yourself to other people. Again, you also got to know like not everything is real that you're going to see. Some of it's fake. They don't show the whole story. Right. And, and that, go that goes to bullying also, you know, they it can be in that. You can be body positive and then all someone got to do is come and say, oh, you're this, you're that. And next thing you know, your self-esteem drops. Yeah, you got to have the mental. You all that. No, I was just saying, yeah, it's just you got to have a strong mental if you're going to be on there and like worrying about things like that. So you don't think that there's any aspect of social media that you should just drop it. If you're like one of these people that you're having issues, you need to try to help yourself, find yourself, know who you are, because it is important to know who you are. And there are a lot of people who they'll go on there and they are who they are for a minute and then all of a sudden they lose themselves or the vice versa. So would you recommend a young girl who trying to find herself and try to be, you know, a little bit more than she is, would you recommend that she go on social media? It's one of those things you got to teach about it first. Like you got to educate the person how to use it and what you're looking at and what to expect. Before but how many on. people actually get that? Not, I don't think too many people do it. It's kind of like just go ahead, go on. That's why I think it's important for like parents to teach the children about what's on social media, what to expect from it, how to think about it before you actually do it. Like for me, some part of social media does help me find who I am, but not. I'm not taking it as like an ultimate like influencer. Like it's not going to tell me who I am. But if I see something that I like, I look into it and I'm like, okay, I might do this like this gym. I started going to the gym and I started to see more like gym influencers who had good workouts or like they got into the culture. And then that's something that made me feel like I enjoyed that community now. And it's something that I partially found through social media. I think you just need to do more self-reflection before you even, you need to know who you are before you get into the social media. Because just like in, in person, you can't, if you're not a, a club or a bar person and you just decide, I'm going to go to a club and a bar, you're going to feel uncomfortable. So I think when, when people are a little lost and they, they're looking for something, so that's maybe why they jump onto social media. And I guess sometimes it'll help and sometimes it won't help. I think, right. yeah. Well, we watching, watching it is one thing, but trying to be a, a influencer or doing what they do is another. Like 
if you're going to go on to see what you like and you're going to, you know, roam around and see if there's some stuff that you're into and how to get into it, yeah, that's fine. But when you're trying to be that person right off the bat and you have no clue what's going on, that's the bad part. So you got to know your boundaries as a person, as, as a person, your personal boundaries, what you're capable of, what you're looking for and what you need. But I still think you need more self-reflection of yourself. And then you got to be comfortable with yourself and know that if somebody says something bad to you or something good to you, it's not going to change your perception of yourself. So it's not going to change your perception of yourself. So you're basically saying that social media is really not the place to go to try to really find out who you are. Not really. It's more of a place to find out what you're into. Right. You, okay. you need to know where you're going and what your plans are because, you know, let's say your plans are, hey, I'm going to go and be a doctor. And then, you know, you get on there and then you start seeing other things and, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be a doctor. You should be this because they make more money. And then now that's an influence on your thought. So now you're like, hmm, you know what? Maybe they're right. I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm going to go build buildings and make more money, less responsibility. I don't have to worry about people's lives and I make money. But all the time you wanted to be a doctor. So now you jump online and people are telling you, you don't want to be a doctor. You want to do this. And that changes your, that changes yourself. So then you should, I think what you're saying is it's just really not the place for you to go to. If you're looking to try to find who you are, how do you feel about that, Tristan? I was going to say two things. The first one is like, it always brings me back to a quote that I remember. I don't know where I heard it from originally, but um, comparison is the greatest theft of joy. And I feel like it's for social media, that's especially true. And the other thing I was going to say was I was in psychology class recently and we were talking about that when you get a like or like you get a follower on Instagram, that gives you the same serotonin dopamine release that it would be if you make money or like mm -hmm. hug someone real life but it's not giving you any of the advantages that you would in real life that's true that's very true because people get true. happy oh i got another like i got another like it's the funniest thing because even even in the podcast world you're right but that that also works in the negative if you lose a follower you get addicted that's, that's how you lose yourself because you start thinking about things so you can get followers so and it's just like a pod just like your podcast how you were saying you know you got downloads or views so you have TikTok, you have Instagram, and there's other social apps where you can go live and people can view what you're doing. Unfortunately, from what I've seen, there's a lot of drinking, smoking, and you know, stuff. other stuff that I'm not into, but it might attract somebody else. It also attracts the kind of company you keep. Yeah, people can meet up and everything, but you attract what you put out. Right. It's like life. You know, tell me who you're hanging out with and I'll tell you who you are. Exactly. So yeah. you got a bunch of people on a live they're a live stream because it's all streaming. You have TikTok live. You got Instagram live. Not only that, you get gifts now. So people are spending their hard-earned money on these gifts to send to people, which you can convert into money for yourself. I didn't know that. Look at that. I know they got the yeah. Bitcoin thing on there. and so, so TikTok, how that works, I believe you buy credits with your credit card and then... Uh, whoever you're viewing, you can send them gifts. At the end, I believe there's a specific amount of credits that they have to receive to cash out. And there are people on these sites that they pay their rent with this. I have a couple of friends that do it. And, you know, if you get a million credits, you get like $500. And these people are on streaming for hours, like you eight hours a day. You would have there to get girl, It's a job. There was one girl that went viral. I think her name was like Pink Doll or something. They call it like an NPC, which is like a non-player character. That's like a video game term. But mm -hmm. she, I think they said she was making close to like 10000 a week. Wow. Of just doing that. But she was streaming 24-7. Yeah. Like, not breaking She's a character. I guess you have to. I mean, if you're going to take that platform and use right. it to make money. 
and they counted as uh, they call themselves professional streamers. Mm, okay. Now, I mean, it's all good if that's if that's what makes your money and everything. But now you got to do something positive. You got to help people that. If you're just sitting there dancing half naked, what are you really doing for the community? Nothing. Exactly. You're not helping anybody. You're just getting people to spend their money and give you gifts because you're half naked. That falls on your viewers too, because if you're stupid enough to do that, then hey, spend your money. It's on you. There's an audience for everything. Yeah, uh, so I disagree with what you guys are saying. I don't really have much to add on, but yeah. Okay. But you also have Twitch, which is another one, but that platform's used for, I would say, both. Twitch is mostly gaming, but now a lot of people are streaming on that their regular lifestyles. Twitch started out as a gaming uh, streaming service where you can watch people play games. To me, that's entertaining. Or you can see how to beat a game. I mean, there's so many different social media platforms like this podcast. They're yep. video Twitch. games. They're dating ones. Go ahead, Tristan. Mm-hmm. I'll say, yeah, Twitch, I think, is out of all of them, is the most respectable one because most of the people on Twitch are like, they're actually doing something. It's not just them, like, fucking around alive. Like, they're actually either playing a game or they're doing, right. like, crazy stuff in the house. Like, it's actual, like, entertaining stuff that's not yeah. just sitting around doing nothing. Or even you get some your one or two. Stuff. You get your one or two scragglers that do what they want on, on Twitch, but that's everywhere. You're not going to end that. You always get your one or two. So, listen, my, my biggest fear for young kids is the predators. They're the predators. Yep. Um, because a lot of these young kids really, you know, you talk nicely to them and being former law enforcement, we really do. We understand how the, the grooming begins. And they pretend to be these young kids and then they don't understand that they'll lure them out, make them think they're the same age and let's just hang out. And when it comes down to it, you know, when they finally get them out there and that that's pretty big today. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a guy on YouTube that does that. He uh, he contacts the parents and then he acts like he's a kid and then he has the kid meet up with them with their parents there. And he tells them, you know, once they meet up and they admit that that's the person and he tells them, like, what were you going to do? You don't know who I am. And then the parents come out. Yeah. On Instagram. Mm -hmm. That kind of influencer is good because he's teaching you the dangers. Right. Tristan, you have any last word? No, I was going to agree. That's just something going back to like parents teaching their kids how to use social media and what to expect. It's just all about education, you know? You can't hop on social media blind. It's not that Okay, easy. but let's be real here, Tristan. You're, you're 18 and you, you're on social media all the time. And, you know, Xbox, well, you're on Xbox, you're on social media, and yeah. if your mom goes and tells you, because, you know, Tristan has a helicopter mom, these two poor guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but if your mom goes and she says, well, you know, don't go here because, you know, and she works in a school with kids all the time. So she learns what's your answer. Oh, stop being so paranoid, blah, blah, blah. Don't you think other kids do that too? Yeah. But you know, again, like, I don't think I do anything crazy compared to other kids. Like I know some kids that post like their whole entire lives, like I might as well like put your social security number type of thing on there. Me, I only really post, I think I have two posts up on Instagram, never posted on TikTok. Only thing you're ever going to see me post on my Instagram story is like some music with a photo or something. So you know, again, like yeah, because you know your mother would kill you, and so would I. But um, that's three of us. You know, <laughs> and it's just out of protection. But um, you're right. Parents should educate them. They should talk to them about them. And if you and if they're having issues where they're looking for support about something because they're getting bullied or you know whatever the case may be, you know, or even adults. Adults get on because they're lonely. Yep. And they're looking for someone and they get, like Tristan said, catfish. I mean, you have to really just pay attention. And that's all part of knowing who you are. When you start to know who you are, then 
you won't be so gullible. You can get on there and just kind of enjoy it and laugh at it because some of the things are pretty funny. And then they also have all these things where you can buy stuff. You know, yep. don't get so quick. Don't be so quick to buy something. All right, really look at it. Take a look at Come off of it. Go on the website separately. Explore it a little bit. You got you got to take your chances with that. I, I've sure. done it. I've sure. done it and I've gotten stuff and then I've done it and had to call my credit card and say, hey, listen, I didn't get it. And luckily, the credit card I have, they work with you. They look into it. They go, okay, you didn't receive it. Here's your money back. But I, I won't go for it. Nothing got it. I just did it. I'm on a 42-day challenge that I found on Instagram to lose a little bit of weight. You, you just got to do your research or take the proper steps to back yourself up in case it is not real. Exactly. Before we come to a close, is it good or is it bad, Christopher? It's a little bit of both. You have you have the certain people that can educate you, like I brought up before with the guy that lures the kids out and then he has the parents there. But then it's also bad because you have people wanting to be a certain type of way because of what they see. And that's not really themselves. They want to be just like that person because they think that's the happy life. Is it good or is it bad? I think the way to look at social media is it's like a tool. It's a tool for doing things. And just like any other tool or anything that you work with, you got to learn how to use it first if you want to have it as like a positive impact. So it's just completely how you use it and how you're um, taught to use it. So basically, we're on a we're on good, we're on bad. It comes to education, learning how to use it, really thinking about why you're using it, and if you're on a quest to discover who you are, and all you're getting is negativity from it, then you should get off. Yeah, you should. And if, right, and if it's helping you, then if it's helping you, and it makes at the very least, if it makes you laugh, then that's always a positive thing. Because yep. laughter is always good because it makes you feel good. But you have different mindsets on it, you know. But don't follow people because you want to be like them. Um, you can absolutely learn some really good recipes, how to do some some movement, how to workouts. Do workouts. Yeah, I mean, it's all great for all of those things. Look at it for that. Don't focus on the negative. Bottom line here, if you're not getting anything out of it, then stop looking. Move on to something else because you don't need more negativity in your life. And so on that note, I want to thank my boys for joining me on um, on the social media conversation. And I hope that if you are having an issue and you are on social media and it's just negative and making you more depressed, just get off. Just get off. And so I'll leave you and just remember that you're the best thing that's ever happened to you. Ciao. Until next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye.